Blog Talk Radio. Everyone, welcome to this edition of Winchester Radio. It's the summertime, so we're doing a That Was Then, This Is Now edition of our podcast, which it's been about a year, so I'll just mention that that's a little bit of a tip of the hat to a big-time fan of Supernatural author S.D. Hinton, who wrote that book. Her first book was The Outsiders, which she's probably arguably more famous for that one. That Was Then came next. But we thought it was appropriate for us going back and taking a look at first and second season episodes of Supernatural since our podcast started in third season. So we are we are in the second season now, and this uh, this podcast is going to talk about everybody loves the clown, bloodlust, and children shouldn't play with dead things. Uh, since we do not have a guest tonight, we will take. Uh, questions or comments and discussions about these episodes. We'll take them just a little bit later, I think, so we can kind of get started talking about them. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Winchester Radio uh, can be found for us at blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. The old ones, you can search Winchester Radio. You can go to our site, winchesterbros.com, and click on the links there. We also have a page with a link to every podcast we've ever done <laughs> episodes interviews uh, whatever you're interested in you can subscribe to uh, and download through iTunes um, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter because we always post links and information about our podcast on there and both of those are Winchester Bros phew uh, Susan, Becky and Finney are here and I guess we can get started Sounds good. We also have probably some announcements and some news and definitely some auctions to talk about as well. So let, let's fun. go ahead and mention the auctions at the beginning in case people wander off <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they would never. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> we might get to talking about hair or something, and they they wander off. So uh, um, we uh, not our uh, hair, Sarah's hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, we are constantly got. Uh, we are we are currently doing uh, some auctions, some charity auctions for the Brain Injury Association of California in support of Team Sarah. Um, for those who don't know, Sarah Cortese is Genevieve Padalecki, who was Ruby on Supernatural, and she's also, of course, married to Jared. And um, Sarah was Genevieve. Sarah is Genevieve's sister. Sarah experienced a traumatic brain injury last year. Thank God she's doing much better now. But to support um, Sarah and others who also have traumatic brain injuries, the Cortese family is participating in a walk. Um, to raise funds for to raise awareness for brain injuries and also raise funds for those who also have injuries and you know need help paying with medical bills and that sort of thing. So right now we have several auctions. Um, some of them end on Sunday. Um, some really great supernatural T-shirts, some jewelry, uh, a T-shirt autographed by several different supernatural stars. Um, but the biggest thing we have going. Um, Jared and Genevieve's 
um, graciously donated a Skype chat. Um, this is the first time that this has been um, either one of them has offered anything like this. Um, you can bid on the auction, and the winner will receive a fifteen a fifteen minute Skype chat with both Jared and Genevieve Padalecki. Um, the chat will occur at a date that um, you know that's good for both Jared, Jen, and the winner. And it's the money's going to a great cause. You get to talk with two of your favorite stars, and it, it's it's especially really good for those who might not live close enough to go get to go to a convention. This is your chance to get to talk one-on-one, personal chat with Jared and Genevieve Petalecki. So some pretty cool stuff. And um, definitely more the time than you get in an autograph line. Exactly. Much more. And mm-hmm. you can find the it's link on our website, Twitter, and Facebook. Actually, no, I guess it's closer to 30 times longer than you get in an autograph. So, yay. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Check them out. Um, bid if you can. Really good cause. Really cool stuff. Yes. Do you want to say where the bid's at, or do you want to just have everybody just go check well, that bid, out? Um, the bid right now on the Skype auction is at $2,250, and it has four days to go. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby. Personally, very, very if cool. it was me, I would go in with, like, my best friend and, like, you know, half it. You know, that would be a good way of doing it. You know, both of you go in on it. Because we're not technically saying it has to be one winner. We're not technically Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know. It might be a good way to save money if you and a friend go in on it, you know. So think about that. Give it a bit. I just pictured, like, the entire neighborhood crowding into somebody's living room <laughs> around the computer. To talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, well, that's okay. <laughs> so, okay. Our huh? first episode is... Everybody Loves a Clown, which we know is a lie because Sam Winchester does not. <laughs> well, he's not alone because quite a number of people do not love clowns. I, I don't love them, but I'm, I'm not afraid of them. I know some people are afraid of clowns, and I, they don't bother me. But yeah. much, like, but much like Jared has said, I had a lot of clowns growing up. I was very much, I guess it's the whole like makeup thing that I've always had it even as a child, but... I have no issue with clowns. In real life, I just find them slightly annoying. Depictions of clowns, not a problem. I used to have clown, like, figurines and all kinds of stuff. My mother is terrified of them. Hmm. She has this whole thing about, I don't know what you really look like. I can't even tell what expression you're really making. I'm wigged out by you. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people are traumatized by... Oh dear, the Stephen King clown was it? it? Oh yeah, and that's not a name. Yeah, my dad was more traumatized by it turning into a spider. That 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 was his. My mom spent the whole mm-hmm. time being afraid of a clown. It turned into a spider. That freaked my dad out, and I thought they're going okay. <laughs> All right, good to know, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the clowns don't bother me, and neither do spiders. Oh well. Uh, I don't like spiders. Um, I do want to well, say that I think the Ven for Everybody Loves a Clown 
is quite possibly the most flawless 27 seconds of television, or minutes than 27 seconds of television ever. It's possibly oh, yeah. perfect. So I've forgotten good. how perfect it was. So good. And there's just so much about this episode. You know, when rewatching, I've forgotten it. There's just so much that happens in it. I mean, big things happen in this episode. And it's mm. just from beginning to end, lots of really big things happen. And I want to mention that I realize, you know, how everybody thinks, oh, if there's one prop or something I could take from the show, what it would be. I found out what mine is. If I could have anything from the show, I learned from Everybody Loves a Clown, I want the singer auto salvage sign that hangs in the junkyard. <laughs> That's oh, what I want. Yeah. That would look great hanging on my wall in my living room. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where it is. It must be safely stashed in somewhere in the supernatural prop warehouse, I would guess. If in, in a thousand years when the show gets is off the air <laughs> and they start selling props off, I want that sign. <laughs> <laughs> really, the one thing I would want is the car. I love, I, I, yeah, the car. <laughs> I have to fight pretty much everyone for it, I think, or almost everyone, it's starting with well, Jensen was, on the way down. But, yes, I, I, that, I would take baby. I was going with something I thought I might have a chance at. I don't think I have a chance of getting the car. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I would be fighting a lot of people for it and would probably lose to Jensen, but there is more than one power. But, but yeah, I, um, yeah, she's, a, she's like my, she's the third character of the show. I just, I just love her. She's the constant. She's home. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a car person, so, yeah, I would definitely, definitely take her. If I could, but that's just a dream. <laughs> I have a little, a little toy car they gave away with Best Buy. You, you are you saying that you wouldn't want the van that that has to drive in this episode? You wouldn't take that instead? Whatever, I'd no. take that van in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, I would take that van. <laughs> but I'm so sorry, you giving away that van? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would also take Bobby's old Chevelle because that's also a really cool muscle car. And, and yeah, I, I I used to work with someone who who constantly um, fixes and rebuilds and restores cars, and I would just hand it to him and say, "Here, fix it for me." So, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool car too. There, but um, this episode. <laughs> This episode introduced um, Ash and um, Joe and Ellen, which became fan favorites over the um, you know throughout the season. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Big major thing in the episode. And introduced Harvell's yeah. bar. Yes, which I I liked and was I guess not a favorite set of everyone. And they were sort of happy to see it go, but I was sorry to see it go. You know, it was a, at the time, it was a good sort of stable step that they could stop by every now and then or check in. And, of course, I really liked Ellen and I liked Joe. I miss them, too. And Ash, it was the introduction of Ash, who, wow, it was just a, 
really great trip down memory lane. And, and, and unfortunately, it's like, well, you're dead, you're dead, and you're dead. In terms of the, of the roadhouse itself, I wasn't itching to see it go, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with it going. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I remember I wrote a thing comparing it to the, like, the fairy fountains of Hyrule and Legend of Zelda, where it was one of those things where it was like, you're just you're on your last heart and you're just kicking. And then, oh, hey, Roadhouse. <laughs> it was just, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Bobby's house became that way, where you could get anywhere anywhere in the country back to Bobby's house in a two hour drive. And Yeah. <laughs> and now and now I do uh, uh, consequently I do feel that way about the, the bunker as well. It's just this thing that happens in T V shows when you have an established base house. Every show does this. They blow up their base mm-hmm. in, either literally yeah. or figuratively. You have to or else it just gets really farcical and redundant and you know Buffy did it with the with the high school, then they did it with Giles Place, they did it with the magic shop. You just have to do it. Mhm. Yeah. It gets it gets to be something that you they depend on. It's an easy out. Mhm. It's convenient and to shake things up you, you have to have to get rid of that safety. Yeah, it becomes a crush, which I had yeah, I do begin. I begin to feel that way about the bunker. The bunker was awesome to me at first, but now I'm like, oh, of course you have a shooting range. Of course you do. <laughs> you know, you just because it gets, like I said, it gets farcical. You know, and mm-hmm. with with the roadhouse, it was going to get. You know, you have Ellen in this episode say, if you guys want to, you know, need anything, we have a room. We have rooms, and mm-hmm. you know, you you could see the potential for it to go that way. You know, you have Ash. Mm-hmm track everything you have and you can see the potential for it to go that way and it just it becomes problematic yeah. one of the things about all three episodes to me are that reminded me how isolated Sam and Dean used to be it's like there are other hunters they gather they talk they have homes and families and, and everything because I thought that was something, you know, we haven't, it's been a long time. And they used to be so yeah. isolated. And, well, and I, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was say, I find it funny that we have, like you're saying, you know, these are the episodes where they keep saying, they keep thinking, why do people know who we are? You know, you have, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, Ellen knows who they are, and they're like, do we miss a newsletter? And Gordon knows who they are, and we're like, what? And now we're, you know, fast forward, and it's, who are the Winchesters? Don't you know who we are? And it's really, yeah. <laughs> like, how yeah. dare you not know who we are? Yep. As we're opposed to, you know, yeah, which you know, initially was they didn't want anybody to know who they were. That was, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but. So many people knew them. I I kind of think it makes sense to say, okay, if we can't hide anymore, and they've been involved in apocalyptic and heavenly sized <laughs> events. Where it's like, well, if I you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Okay, fine. I'm going to use the fact <laughs> that I I am a winch. I am the Winchester. You know, <laughs> one of two. <laughs> I am the Dean. 
you know, this is my brother, the Sam Winchester. And so, yeah, let's, let's use it. You know, if, if I can't hide anymore, well, I'm going to, I'm going to use my reputation. So, but yeah. And, and they're so young. They're young in appearance. They're young in physical features. They're young in their attitudes and knowledge. They're still learning. It's, it's, they're, they're so, they're under so much weight, Dave. You know, they're always so serious and solemn and, and jaded. Sort of young and goofy, sorry? And they're so jaded now. Yes, yes. And yeah, when in um, in Bloodlust, I think I think it's Bloodlust. Shoot, um, they go and um, they go in to see the severed head, and they kind of stumble around with a way to get rid of the guy that's in there. And then before that, they talk to the sheriff. And they were doing a story, and they couldn't even get the name of the newspaper proper order. And and the sheriff could just tell that, you know, they were just trying to do something. He didn't know exactly what, but he knew something was up with them, or maybe he really did think they were just pathetic reporters. But these days, when they walk into a crime scene or or a lab or anything like that and want something, they get it. Their confidence is strong, and they're secure, and they know what they're talking about. And also, Sam tells Dean, you know, get me a bucket, and Dean's like, well, for what, you know, to put stuff in and, and said like no I'm going to puke in it <laughs> and and now he's just like doing autopsies himself and digging around and this and season bodies and whatever and no problem exactly yeah this season he stuck his whole arm in a dead body <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah and and in a way it's, it's it's good because if they were still you know nine years later still stumbling around and unsure and not exactly knowing what they were doing, it would be absurd. So they had to grow and change. Or or they would have been killed, uh, sent to prison, who knows what. Not well, even in, even in Bloodlust, it's one of those things where, you know, the way Sam gets captured in Bloodlust and the fact that you have two episodes back-to-back where they very easily could have died, re- like, Ellen could have shot Sam. Joe could have shot Dean. Lenore could have mm-hmm. killed Sam. Why are you standing outside drinking a beer? When you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's uh, but you know, it, it, you know the, a big deal then, but in retrospect, it's like why? Yeah. And we, you know, we've continued the grand tradition for years of Sam getting clocked on the head with something. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, um, speaking of, and you guys have heard the story before, but some of our listeners might have, uh, um, when, um, how, you know, how we know how um, in the next episode, Sam says that the dead chick broke his arm. And then mm-hmm. for episodes after that, um, Sam slash Jared is wearing a cast on his arm. Well, um, during the third season, um, I believe it was just, second magic convention um jared was that it was the icon convention i was lucky enough to uh, win an auction for breakfast for breakfast with him and he told the story of how he broke his wrist and it actually happened not in children shouldn't play with dead things 
but it happened in Bloodlust the episode before. And it happens when the guy in the motel room goes to clock him over the head with the telephone, which I always love hearing that ding. I love that part. But when the guy goes and clocks him over the head with the telephone, Jared falls out of frame, and he fell on his hand wrong. He didn't do it the right way. He fell on his hand wrong, and it broke. He told the name of the bone. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. It was like scapuloid or something like that in his wrist. And he showed us where he still has the scar there and everything. And he he broke it then, but he didn't know it was broken. He just thought, you know, he sprained it or hurt it. And he thought, eh, I'm fine, and I'd go on with it. And, you know, so they went to filming the next episode, and that's when it was getting worse. And um, so a- after they filmed Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things is when he went and had the surgery on his hand and got the cast put on. So there you go. There's some trivia for you. <laughs> he should really be more careful with himself because he's prone to getting injured. Right, like he is apparently right now, thanks to Master Chow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I can think is 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 Osric quoting Yoda, judge me by my size, do you? And no, you should not. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, there's so much, so many good things in all these episodes. Going back to everybody loves the clown um, for a minute. There's not only in that episode did we get to meet um, Ash, Joe, and Ellen, but you know we have the funeral of John Winchester at the beginning, mm. and. That's huge, and it sets Dean, um, basically Dean's attitude, uh, you know, for the whole season. It's not maybe even if you want to go there for the entire run of the show. And, yeah, that that's like an, a big, huge, very important part of the supernatural history. And I also feel like I'm... I'm one of those people who, I guess you call me like a John Winchester apologist. I tend to get very but like, no, John Winchester was awesome. I always feel like every time I watch the first few episodes of season two, I always feel like that annoying, uh, friendly reminder kind of person, because I am that annoying person. But friendly reminder, John Winchester sold his soul for his son. I'm just, I'm just saying, people. I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with and, you. I agree. I don't think John is the monster of a father that um, Supernatural, some of the storylines have tried to turn him into. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is one of the fe- <laughs> that is one of the retcons that bothers me the most. Actually, is the systematic teardown of Don- of John Winchester just really bothers him? And I like that there's a line in this that Ellen gives Dean in. Uh, in everyone of the clown where he says, I know how close you and your daddy were. And, yeah. you know, we it's very easy after all this time, and especially how the show starts, but Dean spent, up until right before John disappeared, he was with John almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And, it's you know, it's very easy to forget that. So I, I always like that there's that, that line in that moment of Ellen saying that. Yeah, and this is 
this is a big these are big chapters in Dean feeling guilt for John mm-hmm. exchanging his life for Dean. And he oh, yeah. says, you know, I, I, I should have stayed dead at the end of children shouldn't play with dead things. That's a huge, huge conversation, you know, of the, the first of, not first, but the first few of a tradition of, you know, having a chat around the Impala, you know, sitting on the hood or standing next to it or something similar and, and talking and talking about these things. And it's a really, really gorgeous scene. And, and he... And poor Dean, you know, he's so he's finally admitted to Sam how distraught he is, and and how sad and how he should have he should have died, how he should have stayed dead, and he doesn't know exactly how. And all I can think of is, boy, you are going to learn how, but you're not going to learn from it for a very long time because <laughs> you're just going to keep right on doing and that. And by long time, you mean ever? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> because every and, and time I watch, yeah. every time I watch children should they play with dead things, I think, you know, you have to have that moment of when dead should stay dead, and everybody goes, nope. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, just, just, they never learn. And they think they learn, but they don't. Because <laughs> Dean will say, you know, we, we, we made that mistake, you know, making a deal. We're not going to do it again. Not going to let you do it again. And they do it again every single time. Well, and yeah, and you know, you even have Sam being like, "We can't continue to do this." And this is an, yes, you can, Sam. Which, speaking of, with this um, going back to everyone was a clown. You have probably, if I'm not mistaken, the first moment of Sam kind of having that whole, even though he's doing it because he's guilt, he feels guilt over John. He has that I can't go back to normal. Um, uh-huh. Kind of that moment, and again, you know, you never learn, do you? Kind of thing, or you know, there is no normal no. Sam. Yeah, and and Sam tried to learn. He didn't didn't look for Dean after purgatory, but it didn't go well at all, and and he regretted it, and he was sorry, and he said, you know, I I I do the wrong, I make the wrong decisions, you know, every time. And I still have my opinions about that. Follow that; it didn't work. Yeah, I still have my whole opinions about that, and you know, until Car until Carver comes and that comes and proves me wrong again, I'm sticking to (laughs) it. I know. We fill podcasts with those discussions about Sam. I think Um, it was okay to leave. It's okay to just let. Go into first story. He didn't know, okay. of course. I was, uh, my whole thing is, I really feel, this is kind of a topic, it should have been more focused on why Sam just completely broke down. You have one moment of my world imploded. That's not sufficient explanation. Mm, I, I have too much, I have to infer too much on that. But, um, it really is, you know, I, you know, you forget sometimes until you go back and watch, you know, seasons, especially seasons one through six, um, just how wonderfully this show was shot, too. The really tight uh, tight shots on, on Dean, on Joe, on Sam, on just on everybody, and how well it conveyed mm-hmm. the tension of the moments. 
Mm. And we don't we don't get that as much. Um, it's kind of you know spoon fed to us these days. Yeah. Yeah, those super super tight close ups of faces that Kim Manners did, like at the end of Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just yeah. as a result of Kim Manners and him being, you know, in Vancouver being so available, it became the trademark even when he wasn't directing. And mm-hmm. we just there is such a marked difference from Mm. The early, early seasons, first seasons, second season, they look like like watercolor paintings to me. All the mm-hmm. episodes, um, you know, they're not super sharp edges, and it looks like they took the colors and mixed them with black and white to give them so much shadow and shade. And they're very, very beautiful, and I think. I don't know if they would have kept filming that way if they hadn't gotten the network notes that kept going, it's too dark, it's too dark, you can't see. So And then so they sort of changed it. So I don't know if they would have kept going that way. But, and yeah. I think there was a point, like, like I, I think season, season five and six, especially four to a degree, but five and six, not even three, sorry. I'm all over the place. Um, got significantly brighter. And then there mm-hmm. was a, there was this moment in in season seven where I realized this show is me on now. Uh, it, it's very, very, very yeah, bright yeah. now. <laughs> it's not yeah. just normal yeah, bright. It's it really bright. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, yeah, sometimes, you know, I watch... and I think at this point that if they if they wanted to go back to the way they filmed in the first and second season, they could. They they have established themselves as such a solid, supported performer, and being in syndication, they have so much backing them up now from the head of the CW that if they decided that this season we're going back to to the early days of of lots of shadows and and dark and different lighting. I think if they wanted to they could they could do it. I don't know if they would, but I think now they would they would You're turn, so cute turn down that network note for to. sure. What? You're so cute that anybody they're just so cute thinking anybody wants that anybody on staff wants to do that. Oh you're so cute. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's probably really annoying. Because to this do that. show is like, yay, hey, we can be bright. I don't watch a whole lot of CW shows to be honest. I actually don't. But I, I catch them on occasion, and it is the actual brightest show on the on the network, as far as I'm concerned. It's so bright. <laughs> like this is not a network thing. This is an editing thing. This, this is your own choices making. And look at your choices. Look at your life. Yeah, well, but sometimes sometimes they don't because sometimes things are they play a lot with light. Bright and dark and and light, but I, but there are certain scenes where they have been brightly lit, and I'm like, why? Like when when Dean killed Abaddon, it's yeah, too bright. <laughs> it was way too bright. I said, this is not this is not atmospheric enough. This is not dark enough. It's I like do. And turned all the lights on in the room, and then he killed her. So I suppose you know, life isn't. I'm curious. Yeah, but, I'm curious as to whether. 
they possibly have done this because they can. You know, in mm-hmm. order to make the in order to make the show as bright as they do, and we've seen from the the VFX reels that um, the VFX team will will post how much brighter they they go in and make the show. And so I do mm-hmm. wonder sometimes if it's more of a it's more of a look at what I can do kind of thing. It's, it's that the technology is available to make it so crisp and so clear. Because and this we can. Thing, yeah, and this we like because we so can. good. <laughs> Yeah, the VFX is so good that it's 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 very much like look what we can do. It's just sometimes it's, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, it's like the weird. early days. Remember, they they would they would do um, Sam and Dean would be uh, in a scene in the car, and the other headlights would be crew members running up and down with with flashlights. <laughs> yeah. So no wonder it was dark. <laughs> so, but you know, and, yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure being you know, basically the network, the network baby at this point. They are the, they're the grand poobas. They get a, a pretty decent budget, I'm sure, so that nobody has to run up and down with flashlights. And yeah, I, <laughs> we light because we can, like you said. <laughs> um, Speaking so, of the show and how it looks, I mean, I have to say that probably my very favorite scene beauty-wise, in all nine seasons of Supernatural is in Everybody Loves a Clown, and it's when Sam and Dean are walking down the road. Oh, that's um, one of my favorites. I was thinking that I was watching it, that that was just one of the most gorgeous scenes in television, not just in the show, I think in mm-hmm. television. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. It, it yeah. has, um, I have one of those scenes from that as a wallpaper on my phone, it's currently my cover photo on my Facebook page. It's it it's just gorgeous, and I could watch that scene over and over. I could have that <laughs> scene painted on my wall in my living room. I just I love it. <laughs> there's also you know everyone was a clown is one of one of my favorite shot episodes ever. Um, there's the scene when when Sam and Dean pull up to the roadhouse in the van. And it's this ugly van. They're out in the middle of nowhere. It's dust. It's, there's nothing. And the shot of Dean getting out, and the, it's an underneath shot of him, and you can see the roadhouse behind him, and it's gorgeous. The whole shot, not just Jensen, the whole shot is gorgeous. Mm. So, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. such, a, it's such a pretty episode. But who, who's different? I mean, Serge. I think it's been there forever. So well, I think I think it's a it's you know you get so many different. I mean, even then we did, but you get so many different directors, and you know everyone has a way that they shoot mm-hmm. and and things like that. Like Guy does favor the the upshot, which I like an upshot. So mm-hmm. I'm biased in that, but I I like that style. Um, but I think also, I, 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 like I said, I think it comes down to a, because, like we're saying, because we can kind of thing. Yeah. I, rem- it's, it's, I remember thinking, uh, I remember thinking when they, when they um, were showing Purgatory and just loving the way Purgatory was shot because it reminded mm-hmm. me of the first couple of seasons. Exactly. And, and I often wonder, would Purgatory have been so breathtaking for us if we hadn't lost 
the visual mm-hmm. connection we had with the episodes before, would Purgatory have been absolutely just, we were all awestruck at how gorgeous mm-hmm. it was. But like you're saying, in reality, it kind of just looked like the old show. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, went, you went back yeah. to form and blew us all away. <laughs> kind of <laughs> ironic. Yeah. And and it's not and yeah, it is brighter now, but it's it's not that there isn't some really, really gorgeously lit scenes these days. Yeah. Because the angels falling were beautiful. Hell was was looked really cool. But it, it is different. There's a scene in this this year's finale at the end when Sam is sitting at the table drinking and he's not lit but the room behind him is. Mm-hmm. Really, really but again, gorgeous. that goes oh, that goes a lot back to the VFX team, and you're going because we can. <laughs> it's it's because. a little bit like like when when you when you have a, a movie like a and it does unexpectedly well, and it's like an action movie, and then they get a sequel, and then they're like, "Wow, I've got a bigger budget," and that. Mm-hmm. Two explosions I had in the first movie. Now I can do twenty, and I'm like, well, just because you can doesn't mean you should do twenty. Well, and and also, <laughs> you also have to remember that the VFX team is different. On top of that, this is not yes. the original team. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's it's a very talented group, but it's a different talent pool. Mm-hmm. And different ideas, and and since they are mm-hmm. a very artistic group, art is very subjective. So as we were discussing, they're as we were discussing, and so it's it's you know as someone has a vision and an idea of how something should look, and that's part of their artistic choices when they're they're doing their job and. The last group, the next person, they have a completely different idea. And one isn't necessarily right or wrong or better than the other. They're just different, and they're different artistic mm-hmm. choices, and it's subjective, and you don't have to because, like it because it's... don't worry, the next person's to love it. It's going to speak to their artistic sensibilities. So it's fine. Oh, totally. Different. Well, I remember mm-hmm. you know, in the early seasons being someone who made uh, – icons and, you know, fan art uh, and being part of that community as well, all of us bemoaning it, being like, this is beautiful, but I can't do anything with it because the colors were so, in order to create the muted look, they were so tweaked that when you tweaked them, you just made a mess of things unless you really, really paid attention. It was almost Mm -hmm. like working with, it was almost like working with low quality, even though it was so high quality. It was really strange. Hmm. And we all bemoaned it, and then it changed, and then we all went, oh, I don't like it. So you're never going to, you know, you're always going to have, you're always going to have defenders, and you're always going to have, you know, people cheering you on. That's just how it is. Like like we Mm -hmm. said, especially with art, which, you know, every capacity of a television show is art. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. you know, it was to take a completely different turn slightly. I um, I was so it was so good to see Gordon again. I loved Gordon. <laughs> Me too. 
and I keep meaning to say because we keep talking about beautiful I miss Gordon, shots. but the shot, the the whole scene of Gordon and Dean in the bar talking, and Gordon when he's telling the story about his his sister's attack, the dialogue, mm-hmm. the acting, the lighting, the blocking, it's all so good, and mm-hmm. the way the way the balance of Gordon and Dean and how on the surface they seem so similar and then you realize they are just, they're really night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sterling, Sterling K. Brown plays played Gordon and I, I've seen him in other shows after this, but he'll always, he'll always be Gordon. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I, I loved his, his car, which I think is, it was an El Camino. And I love that, you know, the Apollo has the trunk, so we're used to that hunters. But he, like, just, because he only had a back seat, really. I mean, a little bit in the in the back <laughs> of the truck, but you can't keep anything safe. So he just slides out that rack from the back seat. And I thought, that is so cool. <laughs> so and I always think about, because out. I... I know other states have this, but I live so close to the border that I'm always like, but what do you think about it to a checkpoint? Like, random searches. <laughs> always, oh, I, you know, those thoughts you have. And also, you know, the funny thing was, you know, in the early years of, of Supernatural, I remember having these moments of, oh, my God, it's such and such. So, you know, you have this, you know, you have your whole, oh, my God, it's Amber Benson. And now, mm-hmm. you know, because you mentioned seeing Sterling and other things, now you have that mm. moment of, oh, it's such and such a supernatural. <laughs> because it's just been on so long. <laughs> yeah. I was I was watching an episode of that new show, Motive, which is it's okay. It's kind of a procedural, but there were three supernatural a- actors in it. There was the spa owner monster um was in it from the purge? <laughs> the then there was the there was yes, <laughs> and then there was um, the girl from Asylum was in it, and she was a lot older. And Jason Doring, uh, not only Supernatural but Veronica Mars too, and he was in it from um, as time goes by. So I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> every 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 bad guy in this episode it comes from Supernatural. But I remember I used to Absolutely. always play, you know, six degrees of, of Buffy and now I feel like I play mm-hmm. six degrees of, of supernatural. Just Yeah. It's very fascinating to me. Very fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And it was great to see Amber Benson as well, who also came back again as Lenore. And this is this is like early discussions of Gordon says everything's black and white. It's simple. Kill the monster. And then Sam says that's not our job. Our job is is hunting evil, and these vampires aren't aren't evil. And it's a little bit of the beginning of. I mean, Dean would take a step forward and two steps back about deciding. You know, they're monsters; they have to be dead to showing them compassion or understanding or or letting them go. But this was this was the early days of that. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was fun to see. Yeah. And it's also interesting to see how they both go, go back and forth on those kind of things, you know. Mm-hmm. There'll be a while where Dean is, is is seeing the gray area a bit better than Sam is, and then it'll it'll boomerang back to it being, you know, Sam who sees the, the gray area much clearer than Dean does. Mm-hmm. 
thinking of um, by, by calling that clarity. I mean, that's debatable, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of Amber yeah. Benson playing Lenore, I always, you know, we all know her as Tara from Buffy, and I really liked how she played Lenore in this episode because you could, um, the way she held her mouth when she talked and everything, you could tell she was kind of like playing off of the vampire teeth and she was talking different. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I really liked that how she was kind of accentuating how she would hold her jaw closed when she would talk because and I and I assume she's doing it because she's thinking vampires and their teeth and she knows a lot of vampires from being on Buffy <laughs> and you know, I, I always really liked how she played Lenore. I also so- loved her hair. I loved her hair with the dark color. Very pretty. Mm. I never thought of it that way. I always thought she was trying to, like, hold in her, for lack of a better term at the moment, her bloodlust at being so close to Sam. Well, she even talks that way when she's just with Eli. And, you know, so. Mm, True. I don't know. I just want to bite Sam is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) And Eli with Ty Olsen. Oh, yes. Yes. Kyle has been a vampire for years. <laughs> I still, my hmm. headcanon still maintains that Eli was a pseudonym and that Bemi is Eli and that's all there is to it. And you cannot take this from me. You can never take mm. it from me. That would have been awesome if he, if he, if they had recalled that and there's Eli in purgatory. Would have added a whole other layer but to his relationship. But I kind of like, I kind of like in my, in my head canon, my, I, I like the idea of it being that neither one of them recognize each other. I like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they were nothing to each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I also have to give a big shout-out to one of the best scenes ever. These episodes have so many good scenes. But mm-hmm. the whole ba- baby is back, and they play back um. and ACDC. Oh, it's such a good, good scene. Well, and we can't we can't mm. discuss that without talking about one of the best but most heartbreaking scenes is mm. destroying her. Oh, in the episode yes. before, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, I, I remember when that happened. It was like come out of nowhere and, mm-hmm. yeah, heartbreaking scene. And just, Absolutely. The the way Jensen plays that that moment of the just the knee jerk of smashing in her window and then just that cathartic release of just beating her beating the trunk is mm-hmm. it's he doesn't overdo it nothing it's just very 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 well done and prior to that um, the way Jared plays Sam detailing you know yes I feel guilty yes I the last time I, I saw Dad, I picked a fight with him, and I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And I I kind of miss the times where they both just said, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And weren't interrupted <laughs> when they were out <laughs> <okay. laughs> What, you want okay. dialogue between the main characters? You are crazy talk. <laughs> crazy talk. <laughs> I have my Pollyanna hat on tonight. My Pollyanna hat is on tonight. (laughs) Can't see it, but it's there. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, foil. <laughs> <laughs> we joke, but we know the reasons why they do things like that to create tension, and doesn't make it any less frustrating. Yeah. Um, they're like, I get what you're doing. I don't care, though. Make them talk. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> from that to silliness, I, I, it's the evolution of Sam Winchester's hair. You know, you can tell, <laughs> you can tell the season by Sam's hair. And, mm-hmm. and this was not a good season for him. <laughs> it's just like, well, you know, here's, you know, here's my funny I mean, you thing can just about, look and it's, about my funny thing about Sam's hair is in season this is going to be so, this is like blackmail level material. When I watched the show to begin with, season one, I really didn't pay attention to Sam. I was such a Dean girl. I was so like, who's Sam anyway? <laughs> and <laughs> my world just tilted on it. And then, and my mother what? kept telling me, my mom kept telling me, no, Sam's, Sam's, Sam's prettier. And I was like, no, no Sam has stupid hair. Oh, well, you weren't wrong. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not someone who likes the season one hair. And then I had a friend, uh, Jordan, she was the one who got me watching the show, actually. And she was like, just wait. She kept telling me, just wait, because I didn't start watching, I didn't start watching the show until, like, mid-season two. So I was catching mm-hmm. up on season one, and she was like, just wait, just wait. Sam's going to come out of nowhere, and you're going to be like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, you're crazy, whatever. Season two started, and I was like, oh, great, this hair's stupid and fantastic. Uh, and then we're not doing this episode today, but it's the it's the fifth episode. Simon said, the moment that Sam just rolls up on Andy up against the like, and his hair is better, his hair is different, and that was my moment of going, oh, Sam Lynch is a hot ass. My bad, everyone. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, that it's was like my for Dean. It's like that T-shirt for Angel that's like the mood T-shirt, and his face never changes, like, every mood. You know, mm-hmm. that he said, exactly. No matter it's like Dean's hair is that change. T-shirt, you know. It's like first, second, third part, Dean, there's Dean's hair, which, you know, it's, it's like a – if it was in real life, Sam and Dean would forever be changing their looks because they're always on the run. They were always trying to hide, look different, so their hair would get cut, colored, shaved head. Who knows? A well, beard, mustache, like or whatever. But in the real in the real world, if Sam Winchester says FBI, open up, you go with that hair? No, no. <laughs> and they never shave. You know that does not work unless you're undercover. You know, uh, in in that area of law enforcement, you you do get to do that. But in in the actual day to day FBI, no, no hair. No, that's very <laughs> so clean cut. Um, well, and actually, that takes me to another thing that I had forgotten, and how and how much I really like this. In, and everyone was a clown that there that shows the stages of them. Actually, all the way through, all the way through, um, so shouldn't play with that thing. It shows the stages of their uh, car crash injuries healing. Mm. And I love, yeah. that. I love that you just see yeah. the lingering, you know, as as they heal. Because like, oh, mm-hmm. they are human. We forget. They are human. Well, <laughs> they were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. And that's, and there's just, they were such, like, goofy, goofy brothers sometimes. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they've both gotten older. But when 
when Sam and Dean go in to try and get a job at the carnival and Dean <laughs> off two different chairs and runs to take the regular chair so Sam will get the clown chair. Like, that just kills me every time. Well, and, you know, you also have Sam when at the end of that episode and Joe is standing there with, with Dean and Sam does the whole, I have to go mm, over there now. <laughs> yeah, so, yes. I love so, that. Yes. So lame little brother. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. And, you know, the, the banter the banter has changed. We see some of it every now and then. Like, The Purge has mm. fantastic brother banter, which, given the time frame of that episode, is really... I always wonder if it's on purpose that it was written for them to be bantering as brothers that heavily when they were having so many issues being brothers. But um, we just don't see it as much anymore. And I guess, you know, you, you, I don't have siblings. I don't know. Do you grow out of that? Is that a thing that people grow out of? I don't, I don't know. I, I, still no te- I still tease my brothers, but not as much as I used to. Because, okay. you know, my, my, um, I have two brothers, both younger than me. The, the one that's closest to my age, I mean, you know, He's got two kids of his own, you know, he's a grown up and you know, so it's like calling him a butthead, you know, doesn't really go <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so but I still tease him here and there, so Yeah, I always wonder that, like, is that something that siblings grow out of? Because I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> like <laughs> Well, come yes, to me. I'll I, be I feel like I'll I, be I the resident terrible sister. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the resident sibling aficionado. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, please do. Because I feel like the closest I ever had to a sibling was um, one of my best friends growing up. Her little brother was very much like my little brother. He doesn't live in the city anymore. He lives in Austin now. So when he does come and visit, I do default to I have to pick on you so bad because I missed you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I'd, I would be that older sibling just like, I have to torture you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Part of the job, I think. Yes. Job I have to torture you so you know that I still care. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're going to get back to fun anytime soon with Demon Dean, but maybe. I feel like Demon Dean is going to be fun. I'll be, I, I, well, I want Demon Dean to be this really biting version of old Dean. Hmm. This is, I think he'd be this, out having fun with, with Crowley. I mean, you know, Crowley says, let's go, you know, let me, let me, let me show you the, show you the feeling, way. So they could I have fun, a feeling Dean's going Dean's gonna, Dean's gonna flip that and be like, you know what, I don't need you to show me anything. I got this. <laughs> I, I really have this feeling that it's going to be more Crowley going, please hang out with me, Dean, please. (laughs) But we shall see. Yep. October 7th, season premiere. I'm so glad it's early in October. Yeah. Yeah. And we won't have... We won't have the Olympics this year, so that won't be a problem. Yep. 
and the night before we get a retrospective on the show. That's going to be interesting. I wonder how they're going to frame that. I'm hoping that they have interviews with present and past cast. I think that would be really cool. I don't, I I assume it's going to be set up much more um, like clip style. And I have a feeling that we're going to get mostly Jared Jensen, Mark and Misha talking because it's also designed, I would imagine, to catch people up on and get them ready for season nine. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, this is super random, but it's what, there's this funny thing about movies or television show with technology. And I was thinking about this watching Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. And I was thinking about this the other day, too. Everybody has seen Zoolander, you know, the joke about the phones being super tiny and how, you know, that's just clearly not how the world ended up being. Now our phones are huge again. But mm-hmm. in Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, and she pulled out the Motorola Razor. And I remember not having a Motorola Razor, being a Nokia person at the time, and just being like, I thought Motorola razors were, like, really cool phones. And now I'm like, oh, my God, your phone is just so archaic. It's so weird. Yeah. To, <laughs> kind of, like, to notice that because you notice those things now. Yeah. And I've been watching the X-Files, and their cell phones are like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, going back to Buffy, if the apocalypse comes, beat me. Like, excuse me? What? Yeah, she didn't, Yeah, they didn't even have cell phones until the last season. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, we're, we're about an hour in, and we have a caller. We've actually had a couple callers here and there, but they don't, they don't hang on. So maybe it's time to check in with callers. Um, I'll just say our call-in number first, and then I will bring on the person who's been waiting. And it's 347-205-9801. So if you have a question or a comment on these early episodes, give us a call. And hello. Hi. The air. Hi. Um, I, co- I completely missed um, the first half because um, I forgot about this. Um, what were we, but which episodes were, we, were you guys talking about? Everybody Loves a Clown. Bloodlust oh, okay. and children shouldn't play with dead things. Oh, those are really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. we've been saying. <laughs> um, I miss those. <laughs> oh man, so, I can't like. Like, what are my thoughts on those? Yeah, I guess yeah, sure. I really mm-hmm. liked them because I mean, I thought they were really good brother episodes. Like. Because, I mean, their dad just died, and, um, you know, Dean's not really talking about it, but Dean knows, like, something's bothering Sam, and then Sam knows, of course, that something's completely bothering Dean. And then you have the fact that Dean's keeping this, like, horrible secret that John told him, let alone the fact that he's feeling, he blames himself that his father died, so... Um, I'm probably going way off topic. My head does that, but I just, I like, I thought, I thought those were really good episodes because it starts with everybody loves the clown, and then it jumps to children shouldn't play with dead things because they went Dean spills his guts to Sam. And then you have the middle one, which is um, almost, well, it almost kind of looks like Dean's trying to find a new father figure. 
and Sam's like, this is this is not how you should be dealing with it. Like, you can't just keep it inside. You need to deal with it, and then comes the punch. <laughs> uh, that scene where Dean punches Sam, I always got the impression, it, it, it gave me the impression that that was something Sam was used to. Whenever Dean gets pissed <laughs> off, he hits Sam. Yeah. Aw. And then it happens again, you know, later on. And, um, you know, when Dean finds out that Sam's using, um, he, he's um, exercising demons with his mind, you know. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam. And I always... I always got the feeling that, like, Sam was used to, or and Dean as a character, because he doesn't, at least he doesn't think he talks about his emotions, beg to differ, but he does tend to hold them in for a while, so he does react physically in some manner. Yeah. Yeah, Dean's not really yeah. a talker. He's more of a, like, I'll only talk if I'm really to the boiling point, and then I'll talk to you type of person. Mm-hmm. He's not like Sam, where Sam's just like, come talk to me, and we need to talk about this or whatever. I don't even, I'm trying to, you know, I don't think Sam's really ever kept, like, his feelings inside. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, well, All my emotions seasons, have them. Except later in seasons when we're trying to guess what the hell he think, he's thinking, but that's just another story. Oh, <laughs> but you, don't you know that you can tell how Sam is feeling if you just look at his eyes? Just That's look it. at his eyes. <laughs> Can we get your name? We didn't get your name. Oh, my name's Amanda. Oh, hi, Amanda. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> Someone might know me. I don't know who's on right now, but I'm SN Chick 12. Wait, no, no, what am I talking about? That's fine. Never mind. I'm Amanda. I'm Elise 88. Oh, Amanda, Amanda! Yes, I'm Amanda! Oh, our friend Amanda! Yay! You're the one who's talking really nervously! No wonder we were having so much agreement going on with this! Amanda that we talk to all the time! Amanda that we hang out with at conventions! It's Amanda! Um. Oh, you yeah, feel so much more safe now. I feel bad that I missed like, the first half, right? but I'm, I was like watching something, and then I finally checked my phone because my dog chewed on my cord, and I was like, oh, it's charged now. Okay. This <laughs> <laughs> makes so much more sense now. <laughs> Why? Did you think hey. you were like talking to someone who didn't like get, was, was on your page? No, I was like, how does she know how I feel about everything? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, I'm in so much agreement. But yes, no, that makes sense now. Um Yeah. Oh, it's Puerto Rico. Um, yes. You what? Were, you were recently you were recently in Puerto Rico, weren't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. I was really for like for the past, like, two times we, my family went on vacation because I'm really shy. I tend to, like, just stay in the room and watch Mexican TV. Or it's really funny because it's, like, really old episodes, and you, you're just like, wow, this is, like, ancient, but it's fun to rewatch it anyways. And I would watch Supernatural in Spanish. I was determined. I didn't care what was going on. I had to watch it in Spanish just because it was funny to me. Cause I, but you were watching so Sobrenatural. I couldn't find it this time. It said Luna is at 10 p.m., and it was a movie. I was really pissed. 
<laughs> I saw the commercial. I thought the commercial was awesome. They like did like a cute little like Ghostbusters thing, and then it said, um, I think it wasn't eight, it was like one eight hundred Winchesters. I was like that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's hilarious. I've always wanted to watch it in Spanish because I always, I always, I always say sobrenatural because you know that's how Mexican TV announces everything or yeah. Spanish TV anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've always wanted to watch it in Spanish. And I never have. I was, um, I got lucky. I thought it was. I, I was like, this is a sign. Um, um, I was able. Smallville was on 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 MTV, which I don't even know how to. That you begin to explain that, um, <laughs> but um, and it literally the day we got there, or maybe the next day, season four was playing. Oh, so you got to see some coach team I got there. To see some young Jensen, yep. It, <laughs> and it was, it, I was just like, that, no, no. Thank God your <laughs> facial expressions work. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny, though. But I think, like, they had, because I feel like Smallville is kind of like a quirky kind of show, so, like, I heard, like, the quirkiness in the Spanish part, but I was like, okay, this is odd, but I'll just sit and watch it. But, yeah. I've always wanted to see, like, especially, like I said, with Supernatural, I want to see how the jokes translate, like, what they use to convey the jokes. Oh, no, I and... want to see how they do the emotional scenes. <laughs> That's what I want to see. And I'll be like, nope, not good. <laughs> Well, you know, considering like Spanish television, they're probably like not emotional enough. This this is lacking in emotion. Oh, <laughs> like their shows are too emotional. Yeah, that's just dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm a big no. Well, I used to be a lot more, not so much now, but really into watching like Mexican novelas. And yeah, that's some drama. You yeah, that's drama. Yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you have anything about these episodes that you wanted to get off your chest? Say what? Did you have anything about these episodes you wanted to get off your chest? Um, hmm. I don't know. I, hmm. I'm like, anytime I think of, like, early season two episodes, my thought just goes to, like, their dad dying and how it, like, seriously affected them. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and, mm-hmm. like, how, like... Oh! Oh! I, I like that line, um, actually. When, um, they got... They were talking about having, like, get a house, have 2.5 kids, and, like, all this stuff, and Sam's like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I just thought that was just really heartbreaking. Because, like, you have this guy in, like, Shadow, which is 16 episodes in season one, saying, like, no, when this is over, I'm going back and then at the end of and then um then in the finale sam finds out like no there's something more about you than you don't know or whatever and then you find out dean and then dean um kind of gets a little snippet into it so and then um I i feel like i mean dean's always looking out for sam but i feel like dean just got a really huge brunt of it especially when dad when when John told Dean about him. And I feel like Dean wanted Sam to have, like, the ha- have a nice house, um, 2.5 kids. And Sam's like, no, nah, it's not me anymore. 
probably something I had to get off my chest. I don't I don't think real, anything really bothered me. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean in a bad way necessarily. Just any 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 feelings, any feelings. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just um. I always thought, like, the beginning of season two was, like, seriously angsty. Like, mm-hmm. major angst. Yeah, it is one of the more um, angsty and heartbreaking, especially, like, open season opener. It starts off in that place, and it carries that way pretty much to the end. For for which one? For the entirety of season two. Oh, yeah. You know, from From 201 to 222, it just feels like... This is sad. <laughs> this is yeah, really it's, it's sad. yeah. So, but I don't, I don't feel it, it. It doesn't feel like it drags you down, which I think is a really that goes to show like a, a level of talent by not like just the writers keep, but the like actors wanna, as well. Yeah, like you want to keep knowing their story, like what, like what's going to happen with these guys, type of thing. Yeah, because. It was angsty in a way that, you know, you can say that season nine has been angsty and season eight has been angsty, and season eight didn't kind of wear on me that hard, but season nine got so far, I was like, this, my show is really bumming me out. This is this is hard. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, like, when I couldn't understand, like, what Sam was, like, portraying, even though what he was saying was, like, ass backwards, but what he would thought, like, what he was saying to us, like, we weren't supposed to, like, think about it, which I don't like to think about. I like to know what's on their mind, or at least, like, use, like, writing where I can understand, like, what you're kind of thinking, but I was mad. I was mad at the show, because I couldn't understand, like, why this character was feeling this way. And in those episodes, I, I guess, I don't know if we're talking about forward or backwards, but, um... You just, you kind of, like, you just knew what was going on. But, yeah. For some, I, I, I like the season nine more than eight, though. I have a hard time watching the, I, if you, the beginning of season eight just really passes me off. I just like, it, like it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, it, I think the, the most recent seasons versus the older seasons, and when I, and when I say older, I tend to refer to, I think there's a marked difference between the Kripke era and the Sarah and Gamble era were very were still very similar, and then the Carver yeah. era Carver era has has a very marked difference. And I think what it is is there's there's a weird balance with season eight and nine where we've always had B storylines, with you know not just within one episode but running through the season. There's always something else. Mm-hmm. But it's it the switch off is really strange now because the two stories are so very different more often and then at the end it's like let's all mush it together so it makes sense all of it. And it's weird. So like you're saying with season eight you have purgatory spliced with Sam and Amelia and it just felt really weird. It didn't mess Yeah. Up. Yeah, technically but, if you think about it, that's like three things going on. The present, the purgatory, and the the past Amelia scenes. Yeah, and it was it was a little, I guess, off putting is the way I can say it. Where, whereas in the earlier seasons, or like you know, even going to season four, the show did change considerably in season four, and we have you know Sam and Ruby and 
and then the demons and demon cast and the angels and you have all that, it still felt cohesive yeah. in a way that things don't feel quite as cohesive anymore. And it was still, like, about the boys. And it was, like, about, like, it was still, like, it was still, it's everything generally related back to that. Well, and I think that's also where Season 7 suffered, because Season 7, as I've, I've argued, this is just my opinion, it's not a, a technically, one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not a technically bad season. It's not technically bad. The problem with it is there's nothing personal about the Leviathans. So it kind of cuts Sam and Bean off from the big picture. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just a really bad monster. Like that, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. It, it kind of it takes on like a Buffy-type feel where it's we're saving the world because that's what we're supposed to do, but we don't actually care that we're doing it. And it's not directly affecting us until until Bobby dies, and even then it's still the, over, the overarching thing is if we don't do this, the world, the world will end in some really weird high fructose way, whatever. But it's not, it's not badly structured. It's not badly written. It's just out of the, it's out of the formula. Yeah, no, I understand. So, and, you know, obviously the show has to evolve in ways, but Basically, what I'm saying is I really love season two, and I miss season two a lot, the end. Oh, what, one to five? Oh, season two is my favorite season, and I, one to six, I really like one to six. I know people have very strong feelings about season six. I really like season six uh, for a lot of reasons, but I respect that some people don't like it, but I think it's, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I always get confused with the transition from six to seven because in the end of, I think it's season six, is when Cass, see, I can't even remember. No, it's when he sucks in the Leviathans, and then he says, I am your new god. And then, right? And then season seven begins saying, um, still going off the whole I am your new god thing. And then it ends, then that episode ends where he's like, Cass is gone, or type scenario thing. You're just like, what? <laughs> like that, that always that always bothered me. I always got confused with that because I always got confused between six and seven. I do that with four and five. I get four and five mixed up. Drives Becky nuts. Like one to five, I have no like six two. I but yeah, seven, seven, eight, and nine. It's it's different. I I completely agree. I miss I miss the episode being about like the boys and their journey, not like this whole angel war thing and factions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see we've okay. got a couple more callers holding. Yes. I was going to say, I think, um, want to answer another caller? Take another one. Um, so Amanda, thanks for calling. Stay. Or she can stay huh? if she wants to. Or Amanda can, can stay if she wants to. We like oh, Amanda. I can't stay? <laughs> we love Amanda. Amanda can stay. Yeah, we can have multiple. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we want to go ahead and patch somebody else through. Okay. So, next caller. Hello. Hello. Hey. Winchester, you're high. 
Hi, this is Claudia from Soul Geek Austin. Claudia! Hi. <laughs> it's family reunion night on Winter's Radio. <laughs> How are you guys? Hi. How are you? Good. I'm good. I am swamped, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys won't believe it, but we're up to like 73 pairs of earrings. Wow. Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it when the orders came in and then and I'm like, oh my god, this is like amazing. Oh, that is so cool. For those who are listening who might not know what she means, uh, Claudia has graciously um, offered to create. Um, she she has a great store, Sogi Austin, and she's one of our sponsors here for our website. And she has graciously um, offered to make earrings, supernatural related earrings, and sell them with $5 from each pair sold going to Team Sarah and the Brain Injury Association of California. So, yeah. I ordered mine today. (laughs) Well, we have to wait because I had to reorder supplies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm glad you're busy. That's always that's the yes. Thing. It's it's um, this has been an amazing amazing journey. Supernatural fandom can be such a great place. Yes, very much so. Yes, yeah, the oh, good definitely so outweighs awesome. the, the definitely outweighs the bad with our fandom. The good is always so much better, so much more. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't been in the fandom for very long, but I encountered both. So, but you're right, the good always outweighs the bad. Yeah, and ultimately, supernatural fans are their generosity is just about unmatched. I think in fandom, somebody. Uh, yeah, I think the brown right coat there. might be a close second I because that's the fandom I came yeah, from. Yeah, to be Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're not the only one, but they're they're pretty they're pretty yeah. big, pretty generous and pretty big. De- definitely, brown coats do huge work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but um, about season two, I agree with Sam. Clowns are scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another vote in the scary clown category. Yeah, I, my my daughter and I we always make fun because she goes like, apparently planes can crash and I'm like, yeah, and clowns can kill and so we, we have our insider jokes in our family about that. <laughs> I think both the Winchesters have completely irrational, weird fears. Those are two fears that I don't have. Now, yeah, like if I'm, I have I, to go hunt something, that's scary. You want me to run through the woods with a gun? That I'm not doing. Yeah, I'm like the flying thing. I'm like, really? Which is actually quite funny. I'm and actually, you know, to be to be serious in terms of like um, criticisms, I I think that they gave them such a, just such ridiculous fears. Yeah. For what they do, it's, it makes again it humanizes them. Yes, they, it does. Mm-hmm. They are human, but they are larger than life. They are the stuff of legends, and so when you have giant Sam Winchester, be like, mm-mm, clowns, ew, scary, no. <laughs> And yeah. that I'm not getting in the right? big metal flying thing. Yeah. yeah. Clowns and midgets. And when Sam gets to the carnival, what is the first thing he sees? A little person clown. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's his nightmare. 
forever. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And Dean not being able to fly. Well, how? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> Why? Well, my favorite thing though is, is that he it. hums Metallica. Right. Because um, our son is named after Lars Ulrich, which is the drummer of Metallica. So mm-hmm. that was like oh, a bonus neat. for me. <laughs> you want just approve of your child. <laughs> <laughs> well, my daughter is named after Darth Vader, so we're a very geeky family. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, her name is Annika. Very cool. So. Oh, very cool. <laughs> Becky has experience with that. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I know. I I, I saw Claudia. that. I was like, Claudia. I, I emailed her the other day. I was like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. And do you know the actor Brendan Fair, who was in Roswell, and now he's in Vice Oh, I love Brendan Fair. You know, his first daughter is named for Jane Tetfield of Metallica. Her name yeah, is he's Jane a, Olivia. He's a Metallica fan. He is Very the cool. most Metallica fan I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but I love but, um, y'all were making fun of the show being, being in Spanish. Um, I'm native German speaker, and uh, my nephew came to visit last year, and he wanted to watch Supernatural, so I let him watch, and I didn't know that the Blu-rays have German on it. So suddenly I hear German. I'm like, what are you watching? He goes, Supernatural. And so once I started to listen to it, I was like, oh, I know exactly which episodes you were watching. It was quite weird, but funny. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I totally understand watching in a different language. It's so weird. <laughs> I always, like I said, I always think of that because um, I, I live on the border of Mexico, and so, and I grew up in a bilingual family. And so sometimes when we say something in Spanish, it's one of those words, you know, what does that mean? And you're like, it doesn't translate really. If I tell you what it means, it doesn't help you at all. Yeah. And so I know that the reverse is true, and I know the reverse is true in English. Like those idioms don't make sense. And so, yeah, I, I really want to watch Supernatural in Spanish and be like, what, what, what idiom did you use to describe that? Because I know what I would say, but how did you do it? Yeah, the same with German. German doesn't there get stuff gets lost in translation. I'm sure. And because I um, wonder, like how many of the jokes get lost for um, non English speaking viewers. A perfect example was before I moved to the US I saw Steel Magnolias in German. <laughs> and then I watched it again here in the States after I lived here for a couple of years and I'm like, Wow, that's a totally different movie than I watched. <laughs> <laughs> because the southern one of my favorite movies do not translate. So yeah, I can imagine that movie being in German. I can't even imagine. It's it was horrible. It was horrendous. But now that I've seen it in English, I actually like it. It's because the southernness translate does not translate. It just gets totally lost. Yeah, because that's it's it's not just a different language. It's a it's a dialect as well. So. Yeah, and the whole southern mentality gets lost. Mm-hmm. Like living in the south, that makes so much more sense watching that movie because I'm sure people that watched it up north go like, really? So <laughs> that's true. So. Not not to change the subject, but only because I, I've got the scene pulled up on the TV and it reminded me of something I wanted to say. Um, I'm watching the end of Bloodlust. 
and Sam and Dean are coming out of the house. Um, I may have mentioned this before. If I have, just tell me to shut up. But, um, of course, everybody knows Lenore's house has been used in, you know, several other Supernatural episodes, as well as several other shows filmed in Vancouver. Um, but the thing, uh, things a lot of people don't know, and I only learned this because it went on the Supernatural location tour with Russ Hamilton on one, at one of the Vancouver conventions. If you go on down that gravel road past, on down past the house, you will end up in the field that they use for where um, for Stoll Cemetery and Swan Song, and where uh, Adam and Sam fell into the hell hole and all that. That's in a field behind that house that uses Lenore's house in Bloodbath. Hmm. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. That's another, that's, that is one thing with this show. They have. They don't really have that many locations when you think about it, but, every, you know, they've managed to make it look like the entire United States. Oh, yeah. It's a little off sometimes. It's a little off. <laughs> yes, I agree. I live in Florida. Mystery spot. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, you're I mean, a couple of palm trees and pots. Oh, don't, don't cut it. I've been to Richardson, Texas on the way to Dallas, and... No. <laughs> well, the only time they've shown um, Sam and Dean in Kentucky was for a, for a, just a few seconds at the beginning of Route 666 when there, the, when Dean gets the call from Cassie that she wants him to come out and help her. So that doesn't really count. And then the other time um, is when they go to find the tree that uh, where – Anna's grace fell when she came, fell from heaven. And, yeah, we do have big, beautiful trees, but that's all we saw was a tree. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for them to do El Paso and just watch them get El Paso horrendously wrong. I'm sure they think they did El Paso. It was called Frontierland. But they're wrong. That's not where I live. It doesn't that's matter. funny. I, yeah, I think it's funny, like, when I go to cons, and people find out, like, I live in Texas and I live in El Paso. They're like, oh, so do you, do you ride a horse? N- no, I have a car. I, <laughs> let me tell you, we have actual streets. We have a highway and everything, I promise you, buildings. So, yes, I always think that's funny. But, yeah, and I have one of my best friends is in Oklahoma City, and she's still angry about bugs. <laughs> Not for the reason it's <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's funny. That reminds me, I, I had forgotten that at the very beginning of Bloodlust, Dean says some, some effed up crap happens in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> in Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, you know, I can't argue with him because it's like the Mulder's getting all the nuts roll down to Florida. It's totally true. But I'd forgotten Dean had said that. Crazy things happen here. You'd think Dan, Sam and Dean would be here more often. I mean, they've been here once for Mystery Spot, and then Dean mentioned it to Tampa once with a waitress. That's yeah. in the case. So, you know, you think you could just, they could just move here because it'd be, believe me, plenty of stuff to keep them busy. But, oh, well. And, um, I'm going to mention this because I, I've got to leave. i got to go pick up my mother. But, um, and also at the end of Bloodlust and the literal end, and that iconic shot of Dean with the accidental uh, flare just, just mm. doesn't get 
It's like the, it's like the light new. Oh, it, this is on Jensen Ackles' face. Okay, well then we'll just do this. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like but looking it's also, into the sun. <laughs> well, and it's one of those things where it's it's a it would have been a really great shot anyway, but it looks so on purpose, and it's just one of those happy accidents. But um, yeah. So. I enjoy talking yeah, that to everybody, but I have to run. So, okay. Enjoy the rest of your discussion, and I will talk to everyone later. Bye. 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 So, who was it that wanted the Impala after the show? That was that me. Was Susan. Susan. Oh. Well, I I own one. I have baby blue. I don't know if y'all know. There is a whole group of us that, like, have the Impala. It's a neat little project, just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. My husband has... I couldn't, I couldn't do it now, you know. It's, it's not my thing. Yeah. It's like a dream, you know, and, and, and I totally understand understand that in reality... That's a that's the kind of car that it really can't be your first car. You know, it's like it's a collectible, and you can maybe take it out once in a while. But you know, it's just it's a bitch to park, and and the gas is crazy, and all that. Oh, the but gas is—it's really funny when you drive it. You can actually watch the gas gauge go down while you're hitting the <laughs> I gas pedal. It. It's really funny, yeah. and um, yeah, parking is parking is a bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but, you know, so it's, much it's fun. baby. Hmm? It's the baby. I mean, it's it's baby. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Metallica, and, and if I actually had one from the show, it'd be like, a, for me, it'd be like a museum piece, you know, a travel yeah. museum piece. Yeah. You know, just, like, yeah. I would never drive. If I had a car that was used in the show, I would never, ever drive it. Yeah. I might take it to conventions to show off, but, like, driving it, no way. Yeah. Because, hello, Jensen and Jared's butts were on those seats. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. (laughs) So, no, there is, like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I was very lucky. My husband surprised us or surprised me on our last year for our wedding anniversary. He was like, yeah, my present is for you to get the car. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, we're going to find an Impala and restore it. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So that's how we ended up that's with wonderful. one. Yeah, I've actually seen a couple of 67, I think 67 Impalas just just around here driving a couple on the road. And there was one in my work parking garage once. And it just, it overflowed the parking place. And it wasn't even yeah. a four-door. It was the two-door. And, and I went up and I took a good look at it. And I just went, wow. And, and no kidding, you can put a body in that trunk. I mean, you could just get... That was the first thing my daughter wanted to do was to see if you can fit a body in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Parenting, you're doing it right. <laughs> oh, but the best thing was um, we had the car for one day and we drove to the Dallas Convention last year from Kansas. I had picked it up in Kansas. And um, we're in the hotel, and my daughter goes like, so, Mom, when you die, and I'm like, I've had the car for a day. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, 
we this, the car has brought a lot of humorous conversations with my kids. <laughs> but, um, Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Hi, Amanda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I was, I was going to say something, but you guys, I didn't know if you guys could still hear me. I didn't know if you could hear me when he was talking either. The other girl. I was just like, <laughs> I'm just going to shut up and listen. <laughs> Speaking of the car. Okay. Yeah, so, we, can, we can hear you. Okay, good. So the Jersey Convention, right? Um, someone brought, like, and it was a black car, and it had the S, it had the carved SW and, like, all this stuff, and I, like, broke. Not not outside, because that would have been just really bad, but, like, like oh, I met Jared and Jensen. J- J- what, Jensen? Jared and Jensen, who cares? It's like, this is the car. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, car, and everyone just sits around and takes pictures, and it's like, I... I remember, like he said, he wanted to sit in it, and I was like, "You want me? You want me to sit in it?" And I must have looked like I was afraid to like touch it because I didn't want to break it. Like, <laughs> it's just there's some like Sam and Dean are characters, but the car is like physical, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Right, right. That's, it's real. It's real. <laughs> exactly. It's real. Uh, I had I had that um, happen when we had it at Dallas last year because. My car isn't done yet. It's blue. The interior is not done. There's no weapons trunk in it. It's all stuff that we're planning. But when I let people, I was like, do you want to sit in it? They almost, like, Mm. they were so flabbergasted that I would let them sit in the car. Mm -hmm. Even though it wasn't close. Like, there were three black cars next to me. And mm-hmm. I let people sit in the blue one, and every single pe- person that I let sit in it, they were like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" It was, it was like, it was really neat to see the reaction of the fans. It is. It's really well, something special. I think if I actually got to saw the 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 Impala, which I know Becky has, and I got to touch it and send it, I don't know what I would do. I think I would cry, honestly, because I, that that car is so special. It's a huge, huge part of Supernatural. It's like mm-hmm. constant, you know, it's the touchstone. And I, I think I might, and also whoever lets me sit in it should probably keep the keys because if the keys are in it when I'm in it, they'll never see it again. <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe until I get like, the border, I, you know. The closest I, thing I have to the car is my um, Impala banner that sits above my makeup desk. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and and the Impala is the boys' home. It's been yeah. for mm-hmm. for so long, so it's it's just such an icon. And I was really upset when in season seven when they had to put baby away. Mm-hmm. It, it it hurt me. I'm like I was like yeah. Or, or when um, in season nine when um, Abaddon scratched the side of the car. Oh. I had the same reaction as Dean had. I was like. Oh my God! I had dollar signs in my head, going like, "Oh my God, that's a new paint job," and I was like, <laughs> "I, I had that's... literally." My husband goes like, "You just looked like Dean." I was like, "I know how much that costs." I that's about three years of hustling pool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then my friend sends me a message and goes like, "Man, by the way, I'm coming by in tomorrow with a nail," and I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna unfriend you." <laughs> I got so. to um, I got to sit in it in one of the and I, it had it had to be one that they were because it was it was at the studio and it was out where they it, she had just been detailed and everything so she's one that they use on screen and I got to sit in her and 
Yeah, I uh, it was one of the most best memories I have. I, the, my um, Twitter cover, if you go to my Twitter page, at Kentucky Becky, you can see my Twitter cover is the picture of me sitting in the Impala. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah, I think yeah. I just... I just like I, I think I pushed Jared and Jensen out of the way to get to the car. <laughs> Pardon me. Good, great, good to see you guys. There's the Impala. Excuse me. Uh, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems special. I, I think they would probably agree with that. So. <laughs> like, well, I had my car. That. It would just sit in the garage, and I would just take selfies with it, and that's as far as it would go. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah, this is my car. Can you drive it? No. Do I drive it? No. Does it sit here? Yes. <laughs> I actually, on days when I'm by myself, I go in the garage every so often and just turn the key to hear it. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, it's like, okay, now I can turn you off and I pat her and then I go back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we ever get to a convention. Where you all come to, and I have the car mm-hmm. there, I'll take you all for a ride. Oh, gosh. I would love so. that. I love cars. <laughs> yeah, um, my, um, you spoke of the Chevelle. Actually, my daughter wants the Chevelle. And I'm like, not for your first car. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. There's someone someone around here where I work has has one, and they've completely restored it, and it's bright red. With oh, nice. Red, <laughs> With black with black racing stripes and it's in just gorgeous condition. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. Like, and it sounds it sounds like baby, you know that real rumble in the engine. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's wonderful. That's awesome. Well, I'm gonna let you ladies get back to talking about the episodes and everything. I just wanted to tell you um, thank you and how amazing you guys are by supporting my little shop. And oh, helping you. me raise money for charity as well, so which is really really cool. So. Oh, it's so good! Gl- it's so awesome to finally get to talk to you. So yeah, very, it was very really cool. nice. Yeah. We have only talked in spo- uh, written word, not spoken. So it was really nice to finally get to hear you guys. Yes, very very cool. And I don't know if any of you oh. are going to be in Dallas, but I will be in Dallas. I won't bring the car, but I'm going to be in Dallas. So. Vinny, uh, Vinny says she'll probably be there. I okay. I'm fifty fifty. I'm being there. I'm not sure. So well, then come to Houston <laughs> in January. Money. So, I have to see how I have to see how much money I spend in Vancouver first. So. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, Houston I mean, I go, like to, I go to Chicago. three months. You know, yeah. I go to. I go to the Chicago Con every year, so I'll definitely be there. The others, it's too. Right now, it's too hard to. to yeah. But yeah, the Houston one is like, my hometown. So when they right. added that one, it was really I was like, yay. So. Yeah. All right, ladies, y'all have a good weekend and a wonderful <laughs> evening. You Thank you, too, Claudia. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Talk to you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. That was very cool, getting to talk to her finally. Yeah, definitely. And she's got the calls. <laughs> so cool. And, yes, I, I really like the earrings. I, I ordered a pair today. <laughs> so. 
Amanda, are you going to Vancouver? No, I would love to, though. Like, from Jersey to Vancouver, that's just too much. I want to, though, so bad. Like, I would probably geek out really hard and be, like, for some stupid reason, and I don't know. Like, you know what's funny? I'm sorry. My head goes off really badly. <laughs> it's a little mess there. My first icon on Facebook, this is because I don't trust anybody. <laughs> I'm a very, like, I don't know you. I'm not going to trust you. I'm going to give you a fake name. My first, my first like, Facebook name was, like, Mandy Winchester. <laughs> like, I was, like, I was, like, I was terrified of it. I was like, I don't want a Facebook. I didn't even want a MySpace. I was creeped out about it. Um, well, it was a picture of um, Sam and Dean kneeling by the crossroads. Okay. Um, and, and crossroad blues. I like mm-hmm. and like, um, for some reason I just always wanted to visit that spot. I just thought that was a very iconic spot. Like where Dean makes the well he doesn't make it does a fake deal with the crossroad scheme and I don't know, I just always wanted to visit that like one spot for some reason. But yeah, I would geek out so hard if I went to Vancouver. I I would love to go. I um I I got I to, to visit to it on parents on one of the location <laughs> tours, yeah. <laughs> It's just a hole in some concrete, basically. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> My dream is now shattered. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, you know, the roads there are concrete, and it's actually in front of the area that they used for Scott Harvell's. I believe it was where, oh, I forget which building. Uh, just for the record, I'm building saying there. my dream was to visit that just I want to visit Vancouver in general. Just, just putting that out there. <laughs> the, four cro- the road that's in the crossroads, it's all cement there, and it just so happens to be there's a hole in the middle of, and this is the way Russ Hamilton explained it, it just so happened that that area had, already had a hole there in the concrete. So oh, wow. uh, what they do is they bring in dirt, you know, because it's supposed to be a dirt road, and so they bring in dirt and cover the roads with the dirt, and then they've got the hole there, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, I would kick out so hard if I went to Vancouver. Ugh. It's gotten to where that's my only convention I go to, so I'm trying yeah. to branch out to maybe Dallas this year. I'm not sure, but. No, I'm doing the Jersey one this year and then the San Francisco one because my friend wanted to go to the San Francisco one instead of Vegas, which I'm kind of um, glad. I heard Vegas is like super overly crowded or whatever, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so San Francisco is a wonderful city. If you haven't yeah. been there, it's fantastic. Loved it. Yeah, and it's like right after my birthday, so I'm like, oh, the convention's probably around my birthday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, four days later, but that's okay. <laughs> if I ever win the lotto, I'm going to Justin Bellow in Rome because <laughs> it's Rome. <laughs> Dude, they seem like they have, like, I mean, I don't know how much money they, it is, but um, their conventions just seem so much more, like, I don't even know, but it's, like, natural, right? So the, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've only watched the videos, but everything just seems, like, really relaxed. Yeah, I mean, lots of, they seem to have just, like, just really a great event. You know, everybody seems very calm and relaxed and laid back, and they do panels on two days, like Jared and Jensen do panels on for two days, not just one, and it just seems like a really cool convention. And Rome, 
So yeah. This is really random, but I was randomly thinking about this. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking a lot if I am. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, for some reason I was thinking and I was, because I was like thinking about Buffy or something like that. Um, I I feel like Sam and Dean have been more damsels in distresses than Buffy. <laughs> I can right? see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I don't know why, because I'm always, I'm always, ha- I always have Supernatural playing on my computer if I'm in my room just chilling because I need some kind of background sound. So I was just like, it must have been something that was playing on the episode or something like that. I was just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know why. It's because um, Dean was, season I was playing. Um, Dean was saying to Sam how like he got knocked down. I had to go in and save your ass or whatever. Hmm. Where Sam basically and, oh. got knocked out every other episode. <laughs> and it, which reminds me of um, a scene in Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, which we didn't talk about enough tonight. We should have talked about it more. Um, mm-hmm. Where um, they're digging the grave and Dean says to Sam, um, I just saw the scene. Ah, oh, they just put my mind. But basically, it's like girls go first or whatever. When he's uh, he's getting him to open the grave, I forget how he says it, but it's hilarious. It's very oh. funny. It reminds me of that. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Which mm. also another one of my favorite scenes in this episode is when Dean comes in and catches Sam watching porn, <laughs> and <laughs> the fact is that Sam is doesn't watch porn like most guys do. He watches it like he's studying it, like he's going to have a test on it or something, you know. <laughs> he's watching it very intently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sam. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, like, enjoying it. He's, like, watching it intently. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> That's so funny you said that. Yeah. I, um, another thing, like, I, I noticed a lot in, in Bloodlust, and and Gordon does it, Dean calling Sam Sammy, which Ooh. I love. Mm-hmm. And they do it a lot. And then Gordon calls him Sammy, and then Sam says, he's the only one allowed to call me that. Now, Sam sometimes in the early days protested it, but, you know, no one else can call him but Dean. You know, no one else can call him that but Dean. So I, I really like that moment. I like yeah, that's a good one. Sammy's. That scene in Bloodlust when Dean kills the vamp in the in the warehouse with the big saw, like a almost like a kind of like mm-hmm. a chainsaw, but he puts it down and it it's echoed much this past season with the mark of Cain and the first blade and when he takes off the head. Yes, I agree. With the dull with the dull blade and it's it's wow. And then even Gordon says, you know, you're a killer, Dean. You know, you are what you are. So no wonder Dean started to believe that, you know. It's part of him, but I don't think it's the only thing. I yeah, sure. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was another, yeah, it was in charge of certain plates. I like the scene um, where Dean's just like about had it with this zombie, and I, I understand why, does, you understand why? 
you start to under told that shouldn't be that thing because you start to think, okay, maybe Dean's taking this a little way too personal type scenario, and he barges in on the guy, and the guy's like, no, it's just a plant. <laughs> or Sam's like, dude, it's just a plant. Like, get out, like, we need to go. And Sam's like, oh, God, I know that. Um, he's like, mom's dead, dad's dead. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to lose you too or something like that. I just, I really liked that scene a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. me too, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the exact quote, but I, 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 I like them visiting really Mary's grave too. Yeah, and, and burying John's dog tags and everything. Yeah, that's a lovely scene too. And, and to go back for a second, it's like they were they called each other dudes so much in the early days. Dude, yeah, dude, you can't do that, and they they still occasionally do it, but not nearly as much as in the first couple of seasons. Which I think it's just that they got older. You know, Jared and Jensen and Sam and Dean just got older, and it's not dude just doesn't come up as often. I guess <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like that's right. You know, they definitely. There's a lot of things that happened in the early seasons that don't happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of anything. Like, there must have, like, I know there must have been, like, good scenes. Like, two, three, four. Mm. We're winding down here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've talked about these episodes, talked about a lot of stuff. Um, is there any last words on everybody loves the clown, but unless your children shouldn't play with dead things? Just such a long, awkward title. <laughs> and I always get it confused with playthings because I do too. Yes, I'm glad to hear that. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what really sucks back in the day when there was no DVR? How season one was all like one titled word. I on my on my VHS I would write in Sharpie, <laughs> like, and I would try to fit maybe because I think you fit eight hours on a VHS. So probably, season one was so easy, and then it came to like season two, and I had to sit there and be like, C S P W D T or whatever, and be like, right. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But yeah, I always like yeah. the titles are very clever. And with um the setting of our podcast, um, Blog Talk Radio only allows you so much space in the title bar. So I'm always upset when there's long titles because then I can't fit the whole title <laughs> in for in in the Blog Talk Radio space. because we wanted to say Winchester Radio discussion of supernaturals and then the name of the title and sometimes there's just not enough room because the titles are so freaking long and i'm like ah, whoever named this curses i curse you <laughs> curse you curse you blog dog radio i know because i'm looking at it and it's like really really lives the clown i'm here yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Yes. Um, as we have a few minutes left, are there any more announcements? you want to remind everybody again about um, um, the auctions? Definitely, because they'll be ending over the weekend, a couple of them at least. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, check out our auctions. The links are all on our front page at winchesterbros.com. They're also on our Twitter at winchesterbros and on our Facebook page. Um, there, um, several, um, six of the auctions will be ending on Sunday. Um, there are for some T-shirts, some really cool supernatural T-shirts, some gorgeous supernatural jewelry, and we even have the really hard to find Castiel Pop uh, Pop Funko final figure, which is only available at Hot Topic. Um, that's in one of the auctions. Um, so check them out. And then the Skype auction with um, the, for the Skype chat with Jared and Jen that will end on Tuesday. So keep an eye out on those. And you don't want to miss that Skype chat. You don't know if that will ever be offered again. So mm. don't want to miss And uh, also, uh, we are, may have another special uh, auction. We don't know yet, but we're in talks. We might have another cool one coming up. So it won't be a Skype chat. It won't be that cool. But there might be some <laughs> other item that we might get. We're not sure yet, Steve, but we're working on it. Mm. Sounds good. Exciting! This is a real, really cool thing. Um, well, it's been a fun podcast. Uh, we'll be back on and off over the summertime. Schedule is a little bit looser because we don't have a new episode, but we've definitely got some more cool podcast things coming up. Um, we'll continue our, next, our that our next, then. This is now series. <laughs> our next podcast, and that that was that was then. This is now series. We may have a special guest. So uh don't want to say, you know, say yet because we don't have it confirmed yet, but we're in talks with somebody who, um, in an episode from, from second to second season, who may be coming on to our podcast for their episode. So. Very cool. And, of course, uh, please follow us on Twitter and check us out on Facebook. Both places are Winchester Bros and our website, winchesterbros.com, so you can find out when... Uh, if there's uh, any guest announcement or anything uh, about the podcast and what the next episodes will be, no matter if we have a guest or not, and when it is, there's always all that information and any other supernatural news. Um, we do know that uh, uh, it's out there that Jensen arrived back in Vancouver because he is directing. Um, he's directing the first episode they're filming. I, it will probably... I think it's airing yeah, third Jim, again. Yeah, Jim Michaels confirmed it was um, filming first, airing third. Okay. So uh, Jensen is indeed in, in the town. Um, and the actually the pretty much the whole crew, I think, is back and working. Writers have been back for a while, but uh, but the crew is back. So, and they've been tweeting about getting started and on season 10. So, yeah, very cool. I mean, we won't see any results until October, but hopefully we'll start to see pictures here and there and get a little more Comic-Con. So, Comic-Con. so we might see, it, um, might see a little bit at Comic-Con. So. Are they going to Comic-Con? That's coming up very soon, and I haven't seen any announcement about anything. They probably, I, I would think they will be because they usually are every year, and it usually... But it doesn't get announced until two or three weeks beforehand. So, okay. So I'd, I'd say within the next week or two, we'll probably get an announcement. 
good. That's always good. Although I was surprised to see that today it was announced that Doctor Who will not be at the convention, which I was surprised. Really? Yeah. That is a surprise. But uh, the Avengers Age of Ultron will. So that is a good thing. <laughs> if you like the Avengers. <laughs> so if you don't, well, you won't care. But, but I, 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 like <laughs> I like Josh Whedon. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything Josh. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Well, we've got about two minutes left. Uh, thanks for um, calling, before Amanda. You, thanks for Oh, I just wanted to say I had a really great time talking with oh, you guys. Oh, so glad you called. Yeah, I'm glad I had the guts to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like like I told you, it's just a bunch of us just sitting around talking, so it's no big deal. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it was really fun. Good, 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 good. good. Yeah, let's call again. Oh, I probably and will. <laughs> good day. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, thank you, thank you, Claudia from the Week Austin who called in and all our other callers. And it was great. We had a, we had a good conversation. Check out her earrings. Thank you, um, Check out Claudia's earrings that she's selling. Um, you can follow her at Sogi Austin, and her website is linked on our website. Yes. And then I guess that's it. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody, and we'll be back soon. Bye, everybody. Have a good night, guys. Bye, Amanda. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Amanda. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>